Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? Happy birthday, brother. Hey! It's like more than, like, birthdays in more ways than one. That's right. You know? I didn't mean about the one on the weekend. I mean for, like, the show. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen out there in internet radio land, I present to you the anniversary edition. The anniversary edition. Thank thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy, man. You know, thinking about uh, ref- taking a moment of reflection, a moment of reflection, and sort of thinking about all of the all of the stuff we've talked about over the past year, everything that has happened, uh, all of the incredible guests that we've had on our show. Um, the fact that yeah. we had guests on our show. <laughs> the fact that anyone answered that text message <laughs> and how many of the people answered the text message and once they did they were like uh damn it i always like to to tee him up i'm like we, he's gonna we're gonna ask the question and you gotta answer it and it could be about anything they're like uh. Uh. and maybe that's because they know us it's like uh. right exactly they're like uh, that could be ugly but no but- Okay, so let's talk, like, Friday. Did you celebrate Friday or Saturday? Oh, I celebrated for days. For days. Yeah. No, the, big, um, the big birthday. I know. Did you uh, like that text I sent you? Oh, yes. It's yes. your birthday today. Yep. That yeah. Was it was, uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, well, you know, Saturday was, was great. You know, we went actually Friday night. We went and had, because as I was, I think I was mentioning on the show last week that uh, my sister in law, Stacy, her birthday's on the 19th, like they, the day before mine. So we went to dinner Saturday or Friday night with Jen's parents and her sister. And, um, and that was nice, you know. Uh, and then uh, we ended up just coming back here. Uh, then Saturday, Saturday was cool. It was very chill. We actually, it was a beautiful day. The weather was awesome. Uh, broke out the fire pit. Finally got that thing lit up and going for the first time this year. Um, and that was kind of cool. It did get a little, chi- it started getting a little chilly. And, you know, the girls didn't want to bring the babies out, you know, because it was kind of cold. Um, but we just hung out, you know. Uh, and uh, ended up Ian got me a uh, uh, Yeti cooler. Yeah, that's, which, that's another text I sent you. You was pretty badass. It was pretty badass. Uh, and he also got me a bottle of single malt that was delicious. I saw uh, that. I was jelly. Yeah, man. Um, so, like I say, I mean, we was just sort of hanging out. You know, the kids were here. My brother stopped by. Um, and Jennifer had to, she had to hit the rack, you know, relatively early because she was working yesterday. I ended up staying up way late, later than I should have. Um, what does that then, mean? What does that mean these days? Oh God, you know, I've, this is definitely for me, man. 
this is one of those symbols to me, signs of age. Okay. It, it really, like, I used to, like, I used to be able to stay up until all hours of the freaking night mm. and, and function the next day, you know? Oh. And as I get older, oh my God, I, I, I seriously, I'm finding myself in a place where I feel like I cannot, if I'm up past, if I'm up past midnight, the next day is just going to be bad. Well, I, and you know, like last night I was, uh, we were practicing cause we have, you know, the, the league is starting up. And, oh yeah. Uh, for, for the gaming stuff that I do. And right. it was past one o'clock. Yeah. And I had to get up at six. Yep. Dude, so that's, it's, well, I, you, I'm, you, I'm you've dead. always held some pretty crazy hours, dude. Oh, I mean, yeah. when you and I were working together and you guys were gigging and stuff, <laughs> yeah. I used to seriously be like, I talked to general, like, I don't know how JB freaking does it, man. Like, ugh, brutal. Yeah. But, and there's been ways. some, I like on that, one of the craziest things was like when you, when you go and gig in DC, which is about, three and a half hours away from where I live mm-hmm. and you finish at one o'clock. Yeah. And we're like, and now we have let's, to drive home. Let's drive home. Oh, <laughs> and, and you've, you've driven three and a half hours there. You play a, a four hour show, basically four hour show. And right. then you drive another three and a half hours. Cause most of the time too, like I have tons of friends in DC and I've, I've, driven myself and stayed the night right yeah uh but sometimes i don't drive I, dr- I go with the band and that's the thing it's like you don't get home until five in the morning but it's it's the it's the lesser of two evils right like sure I can get up in the i can go to bed and be home you know make that drive in the afternoon or just sleep in my bed and be at home yeah no for sure i mean dude when i was you know, when I was on recruiting duty, I used to do stuff like that. I mean, there were times when it was like, you know, I, you know, I would, I would be close enough to home that I would just be like, you know what, dude, I'm just going home. I, I mean, I, or something, because I'll tell you, like, dude, those three and a half years out on the road, like, I put in so much freaking windshield time. It was ridiculous. I mean, I would have days where I was like, I'm driving to Pittsburgh today. I'm leaving from Long Island. That's a long drive, you know? And I, to me, I didn't really mind. I love driving, and it was gorgeous. I mean, it's such a beautiful drive getting out there, you know? But it's just, uh, that's a whole day of driving right there. You're not getting any work done. And there were times, like I say, where I was just, I'd be like, I'd been out on the road for too long, and I'm like, I just need to go home and sleep in my own bed. I just... This hotel life, ugh, just rough, rough. So yeah, but uh, no, it was good. And then uh, yesterday, did you I get your up... cake? Oh, dude, Mackenzie made a homemade freaking cheesecake, turtle cheesecake, caramel and chocolate on top. Oh my god, JB, this girl, she has got some wizardry going on in the kitchen. It's lo- it's the love fat quotient. I guess. I, I guarantee mean, it is. Dude, it's the she, love quotient. She it was her first cheesecake she'd ever made. And it was freaking kick ass. What kind of a so pressure good. what kind of a pressure is that like first cheesecake ever made? It's going to be for my father's birthday. Right. 
don't screw it up. Yeah, don't screw it up. I, I don't know. I mean, like I say. And for uh, those of you who are commenting on, well, it's just cheesecake. I'm sure you just follow directions. Uh, yeah. If you haven't made one and you're making that comment, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And there's the E. Yes. <laughs> the E has now been added. There's the E. Apple Thank items. you. Yep. <laughs> it wouldn't be a proper episode without it. <laughs> it is those true. Come from me. But it's it is the truth though, man. You know, I mean so she kicked you know, she she kicked the shit out of that, which was awesome. Um uh, and uh And you know, like I, I, I saw Ian got the quilt. I need to you, Oh he did I need yeah, to he, sign I need to sign April up for one of those. Oh, you should. Absolutely. I mean, I could probably send you the contact information. It's, do, you pro- I, do you provide the DD214? Uh, mm, I don't think we had to do anything like that. Oh, okay. It, it was really just the ad. You had to let them know, like, because they put a little... Uh, your service they, date? Yeah, they put it. They sew a tag onto it that has, like, your service, like, your branch of service, your service dates, and all that stuff. And it's amazing, dude. Those quilts. I mean, it's what what was the number? Like when that when I when I got mine and they read this thing that came with it and it was talking about how they've given out like two hundred and fifty thousand of these quilts. Yeah, and to, you know what's vets. crazy is that April's mother, who's a quilter, uh even her her license plate is one quilter, um ha- has like she she's quilted for this. Yeah, and April doesn't have one. Hmm. So I'm like, yeah, no, what? I might do it closer to when like her active duty like try to get it for like like an anniversary kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Active duty service date. Yeah, that would be cool. No, I think it's really neat because to me, I mean, and I talked about it again. You know, year in you know retrospect, uh, it really for me was amazing because I just. It was like this is something that you you know this is a this is a keepsake. Yeah, it's something like that is something that you know you could be handed down for generations in your family. Um, yeah, we had uh, no. It's, as it's you, as you, and military people, uh, for those of you that are not the uninitiated, are very like I I don't know how much stuff I'm going to keep around. You do yes. gather like all the stuff that has like my name that was presented to me. Obviously, I'm gonna keep. Yeah, yeah. Around. But I, I mean, I've known people really throw that shit away. Like, eh. their awards and stuff. Not, not necessarily their awards because they keep. But I'm just saying, like all the presentos, like you know, plaques and stuff with your name. Oh, I've, I've known people to throw that stuff away. Okay. Um, I I thought it was weird, but some people just yeah. like, nope, I'm good, I'm out, never wanted to see it again. That's so strange to me. It is strange, especially when it's like over 20 years. Like when you when you do yeah, over it's 20 a career, years. it's your whole life. I mean, I have stuff, you know, hanging in the garage. Uh, that presentos or whatever, just right because because I well because I ran out of space, you know, yes. in the house with all the yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's my wife starting to call it the museum. The museum, hey, whatever works, man. Hey, you know what though? And we've again passed like stories. You you guys have stuff uh, that you've collected as far as like uh, what was it? Different, um, not paintings, but like 
posters and I forget what oh, yeah. that you've ordered or oh, yeah. that you've had you bought, right? And right, yeah. I mean I've done that stuff especially with Mackenzie because she's really big into that. Like the That's right. She's the one that's the, the interior direct she's got the right the, 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 the eye. Yeah. No, she I like think you I, got a little Martha Stewart going on. Yeah, maybe. Interior decorator <laughs> and, and, then, and then cheesecake. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, but she, like I say, I mean, she she loves all the old, and I dig them too. I just don't really have anywhere to put them. But the the uh, you know all of that those uh, throwback like posters, concert That's posters right, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know, I would love to have that kind of stuff. This is one of the things that I look forward to when it comes to you know when it finally comes to being in a house. Yeah. I mean, well, I can't wait to have the space to dedicate to that kind of thing. And see, that's the thing, because uh, for some people's nature, uh, things need to be symmetrical. Mm. And right now, I have things in a very symmetric, like oh, like how they're presented in the house, right? Yes. But if I really want, like, I can totally just like start putting stuff where it fits. And so it's like, all right, well, let's just put it up where it fits in. Because I, I did, I have some things that need to be hung, uh, mm-hmm. and and I'm getting the hint, like, hey, are you getting things framed? Uh, some things. Let me tell, let me tell you the racket that framing is. Yeah. Become a framer. So, uh, and there's some local places, but I just chose for insurance purposes. I chose to go to Michaels. Okay. Like the hobby store, Michael's. Yeah. And dude, okay, I had something framed is basically like a 36 by 24, 24 by 36. That it would have costed me $1300. What? What the f- what are they framing it with? But because I had 70% off, <laughs> like I'm like, so let me get this straight. Why? Because they Michaels is always like this. Like, oh, we're having a sixty percent off plus an additional twenty or whatever uh, yeah. for framing, depending on what kind of frames and stuff. But I mean, I get it. It's custom. Yeah. I I think it's more on the insurance side, uh, because they they're pretty pro. Like, whatever you're gonna get framed, and I know she's gonna get mad at me, but like, I had to do it. I got a concert poster. Yep. Um, and for those of you that don't know, like concert posters depending on who who made them who drew whatever the screen right. printing those those are pieces of art no no absolutely it's an it's an entire genre yep but of the festival that we played in right oh cool uh, and it's uh, it's called lockin right and there's one that i wish they sold out at lockin but the guy was like hey I'm, as an artist he's selling them Right. Okay. And it's like a foil version of it, so it's shiny. Mm-hmm. And then it's numbered of like fifty. Okay. And it was half off. Okay. Yeah. So I so I, I ordered it. Of course. Uh for that one though, I won't get it custom framed. Anything like art, 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 I get custom framed. That one I'll buy, you know, just the regular pre made fr- framed. But like when you're buying stuff that's overseas or like in England and stuff and they use uh millimeters uh you know just like it's not exact so you can't buy the american made uh pre-made uh oh i see yeah yeah it's not exact so you have to get it exact and number two uh 
then you don't get the it's museum quality um uh it's not glass it's um it's a, it you're called? talking about like plexiglass yeah but it's museum quality it doesn't reflect light which is badass so you like so the light doesn't damage the the artwork is that well it's uv protected but it does not reflect light like i'm looking at a picture of the oh, I see the... what you're saying. So there's no reflection on it. Yeah, oh, that's it's, cool. it's the weirdest thing, but it's cool, right? Yeah, because like, yeah. that way you can look at the piece and there's no light being reflected off. Yeah, of, no, that is cool. that's got to cost a freaking. That's got to be expensive. That's that's one of the other things too. But I I'm just telling you right now, like framing, holy crap. Yeah. Like I just I can't believe. Well, it. Well, but it's one of those things, though. I mean, it doesn't really surprise me. I mean. You talk about a you talk about a niche, you know. I mean, that's that is definitely one of those things. It's like you really want something framed. Well, how badly do you want it framed? Because I mean, it's right. I mean, it's not as if there's you know, you know, it's not as if there's a million framers out there. I mean, your choice of places to get stuff done is pretty limited. Yeah, and and some would say that's part of the presentation. Well, no, absolutely. absolutely. When you hang something like like. I have a picture of John Coltrane that's an like original lithograph that's in the garage. Right. <laughs> sure. Like, but it's the I can tell you right now because I got it from a friend. The framing of it is it, that's an expensive frame. Now, see, that's I mean, for me, it's kind of tough because when it comes to stuff like concert posters, you know, that type of thing, I love that kind of stuff. Right. Jennifer will not have that stuff hanging like in just common areas of our home. That I, she does not like that shit. Look, I have a, I have aspiring artists uh in my household. Yeah. Uh, I have aspiring musicians sure. in my household. And when you have stuff like they're barraged with that stuff. Yeah. It gives them ideas. Sure. Yeah, now Jennifer would prefer to go to uh, go to uh, TJ Maxx Home Goods and find some uh, prints. Well, and see that's <laughs> or oh, who's this? Who's this picture of? Uh, it's literally the picture that came mm. with the frame. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, I mean because I think that that's a th- and I have said to her like, you know, when when we finally get into a house. And I have, I would love to be able to have, a, a, you know, a finished basement and to be able to, you know, use that basement as, you know, like bar space, hangout space, game space, you know, I, you know, Jen's parents have a pool table. They don't use it. It's, you know, it's been years since I've actually played a game of pool on that thing. Uh, and they basically told us that we could have it. I would love to have that thing in a basement. Uh, you know, but that's a place that I want to be able to hang up. Like you're saying, I want to be able to, I want to be able to mount my uniforms. That's something Jennifer and I have talked about. I really want to have a, a, have them cased. So have a set of my dress blues and a set of my service alphas cased with my decorations, uh, you know, and then, you know, my awards and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I would love to also incorporate some of this stuff. Like, um, you know, one of my favorite is, uh, I, I'm sure you've probably seen it before, but it's a black and white image of the who 
Yes. And it's old. This is like 1964, maybe 65, something like that. And it's, you know, Pete Townsend, you know, doing the windmill with his old Rickenbacker. And it's, you know, it's the, it's the who live maximum R and B. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a legendary print to me. I mean, I would love to do that. I've talked to Jennifer about trying to do, like almost like they do a thing um like at what the hell is the name of that place not Spencer's the other place it's like that in the mall they saw the concert t-shirts and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know whatever um but they mount them on it's like a square you know so you can see the artwork that's on the t-shirt i mean i would love to do something like that i would love to be able to actually purchase of say like my favorite albums yeah no, I I've seen uh, where you it's it's a frame that you put your album like your your favorite albums in. Yes, exactly. And it's the album, yep. and then it like the actual record coming out halfway. Yeah, and it's cut into that. Yep, Dude, th- those are expensive. Like what 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 did I tell you? Like no, frame, yeah, right? yeah, uh, like three hundred bucks. But see, I think that that would be cool. To, I mean, even just to be able to mount the albums themselves. You know what I mean? Yep. Like to actually, now, they they do make one where you can you can get the like you can slip the album in there, right? Uh, like just the cover with the album in there, and then when you ever want to listen to it, you just pull it out. Exactly, like you pop order. it out and you can take the record out. Yep. I mean, to me, that would be really cool, and I would love to be able to actually have like a nice stereo system in a in a space like that. You know. Yeah, I bought I bought a record player, and my friends were making fun of me because I used to be like a real hi fi guy. But then I bought a record player that is Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I have little kids, yeah, and we'll get into it, yeah, and so I can put it anywhere and Bluetooth the the sounds of the speak speakers in the living room. Yeah, well, and, you know, and, like, and I'm you know, and I'm not. I just I will it if you are going to dedicate yourself to being a, tr- a like a true audiophile like that, it is, it is a lot of freaking work, man. I mean, you have to like, I mean, my buddy, Andrew, you know, Andrew Wiggy that I served with out in San Diego. I mean, this guy had a collection of like 1700 LPs. I mean, he had a stereo system in his living room that he had built from like stuff he found at Goodwill. But yeah. I, I mean, he literally had, he actually had, like a box that could switch back and forth between all these different speaker setups and stuff. So that he had, cause he had, you know, it was like being in a circuit city. Well, yeah, yeah. City? It was like, cause he actually had a quadraphonic He had a quadraphonic stereo. Blah punk. Yeah. You know? So it was like he, and he had records that were recorded in quadraphonic sound. Well, I yes. mean, what's the point of having a quadraphonic LP if you don't have the quadraphonic system to play it on? So he had one. I mean, but he was way deep into this stuff. Um, So he knew all of those finer things. Like when you're talking about these people that are like collectors, they know all of the, it's, it's collectors of anything. I mean, it's just that it happens to be, you know, records, but they know based on checking out the record, they can tell by the label, like what pressing it was, how authentic is this, you know, how old is it? All of the, the, things and obviously it's the things that make records certain records incredibly valuable would you would you say it's niche i don't know if that's a niche uh 
Because let me let me tell. I wanted to bring something up uh, in the news. In the news. Um, dun, dun, so, so, have you ever heard of the acronym NFT? No. This is going to blow your mind. Um. So non fungible, fungible, right? Uh, I'm trying to think of what the T stands for. Uh, uh, use your brain, you idiot. Non fungible. Something that doesn't get moldy. Oh, token. It's a. It's like a. It's like a blockchain thing. Non fungible token. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. You're like, okay. How does this have to do with anything? So, what people are say? Say I own. I. I mean, I not say I own this john coltrane photo that that i'm talking about okay so i can create an account a metadata account and turn it into a non-fungible token and then i can sell it as a digital piece of art okay so you can buy a digital piece of art uh and that's what what's happening now in the first nft non-fungible token was sold where this guy created this whole digital art piece of artwork right it's like a patchwork like there's hundreds of digital pieces of art into it Mm -hmm. hundreds and he sold it how much do you think it went for oh god i mean it's in the millions 80 million i don't know Uh, a little too high but 69 million dollars okay so that guy that I'm friends with that, you know, through the whole like trading card stuff, yep. he's an artist. Yeah. He started his own and he hadn't been selling a lot of his already previous works. Right. He he's selling those. And one of them went for like twenty five thousand dollars. Holy mackerel. And he normally sells that piece, the, the tangible piece for like three so why is now, this why is this that much more valuable because it's digital because it's it's digital and you can take it anywhere and now people are starting to sell screens and then you can show your nfts on your screen anywhere like i could have one screen and show all the nfts that i own and but like that's the crazy thing right you don't own the the original piece you just own the digital copy of it that's what I'm and saying. No one else I can't even imagine it. why people would pay so much money for a copy of something. I I don't know. But that's <laughs> that's the, I don't that, know, but this I'm, is the phenomenon. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah, dude. I'm like, what? That's kind of crazy, is man. Stupid. Yeah. Because let me tell you about in the realm that I'm in, right? Trading cards. Yeah. Now they're selling moments video moments they're basically nfts but they're just videos of a guy doing a layup or a dunk right yeah dude those are resell like you buy them for like a 100 bucks and they're reselling for like a thousand i just don't even understand it i I don't understand it because to me i'm like isn't this something that you could go on like youtube and find yep larry bird throwing a three-pointer like okay but you know, I I think it, what it comes down to is ownership. Okay. But yeah, you know, I I don't I I'm trying. There's some people that say it's just a fad. Um, uh, but if if 
if someone's going to sell a piece of artwork that's worth $69 million, which is the third highest American yeah. sold piece of art right. ever. I can't. Is that a fad? Does he have to keep it away from magnets? No, because it's a file. Okay. So it doesn't want like get erased or something. It's like owning a Bitcoin. Okay. Like where where is it at? I don't know. It's just out there. It's out there. I paid sixty nine million dollars for this thing that I can't show you because it's just out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like out there. It's it, but is it real? Of course it's real. Well, it's how do you real? know? Because I said it's real. It's like, <laughs> somebody somewhere said it's real and it's worth sixty. Right, right, exactly. That's the but world like, we that's... live in, JB. That is the world we live in. Like, oh my god, the dude. The, did you realize? The... Do you realize? Somebody just said this the other day. I can't remember what the figures were. That that last relief bill that that uh, Congress or the president just signed, one point nine trillion dollars. And then they gave everybody how much did they give everybody? Fourteen hundred bucks. Fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Everyone's a thousand air. Right. <laughs> like, okay, so how many people are in America? And you multiply that by fourteen hundred. Right. And this bill was one point nine trillion dollars. But not all of that, like six hundred billion of that only went to that stimulus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's exactly what i'm saying i'm or, like I, it's i don't I, it might be less than that i don't know, I don't know. But whatever but it's just like it's like there's this small fraction of that 1.9 trillion that was actually given to people to help stimulate the economy the rest of it is like no one knows or people do know but nobody gives a shit and what 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 somebody was saying was like think about that 1.9 trillion dollars if you divided that 1.9 trillion dollars up evenly amongst every american do you realize how big of a fucking check that would be for everybody yep dude that's like a million dollars that's like over a million dollars that can you imagine the government just like writes you a check for a million bucks they're like here you go stimulate the fucking economy but after taxes (laughs) oh dude oh yes today we (laughs) today we today we had our visit to h&r block oh yes brother Yes, the Wallaces have ascended, my my good friends. The Wallaces have 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 finally ascended. You're in a new tax bracket. We are, we are in a a whole new world. A whole new world. We're in the world of. You're in the twelve percent. Oh, dude, now, we're right exactly. 20, we're the twenty five percent. We're the we're the people who have no children to write off. And don't own a house to write off the interest that we're paying on a mortgage. And yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> came away from that little meeting like, wow, we're in a whole new place now. <laughs> like this, you get to this point in your life where you're like, oh, we're those, we're, we're the, we're the people that we've been talking about for all these years. You know, <laughs> we're the people who've been we, we've been talking about these people who pay taxes. And I'm like, oh. and, and people wonder why, like in the military, like you want to retire to states that don't have that don't have a, a state tax. Yeah, right. Exactly. Your exactly. retirement. Right. Yep. You know, like, geez, Louise, man, you know, and but it's but we are in a completely different place now. I mean, we spent 20 plus years, man, as a one in, on the road, a one income family. 
And we are not a one income family anymore. I mean, and when it comes to income tax, it's like, like I say, we don't have kids. You know, we don't have kids to, to write off. We don't have a mortgage to write off. So as far as the government's concerned, it's like, well, shit, you got a whole lot of money. I mean, it's like, uh, God. Yeah, that was not pleasant. <laughs> it's not pleasant. It reminds me of, well, and, it reminds and... me of that scene from, uh, you remember Raising Arizona? Yes. When, uh, when Nicolas Cage goes up to collect his paycheck and the chick is at the freaking, is at the, the pay window and she's like, this big old girl, she's like smoking a cigarette, chewing on, on chewing a chewing gum. And he looks at the paycheck and she's like, government sure do take a bite, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sitting in this seat, the woman, she's a great woman that does our taxes, but I'm just sitting there thinking, government sure do take a bite, don't it? <laughs> Every time you have to sign something, <laughs> government sure, you just say that. <laughs> Are you okay, Mr. Wallace? Exactly. You know what? That's like the end of the like the commercial break for Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> oh my god. Man, them boys really got themselves. They the really got themselves in the pickle. <laughs> Government sure don't take a bite. Government sure don't take a bite, no there. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't realize Roscoe Pico trained <laughs> in Boss Hog but, but he was so well off. Tax, man. Right. Oh my god. Oh Just my too funny. Yeah. Too funny. No, and you know, here here's bringing up sports cards, right? Um now they're gonna start looking out and taxing your your uh like the sales that you have for those things of course so because there's so much money in it like uh last week was the dallas in dallas texas the dallas uh card show right yeah and this guy who's really big in the trading card stuff he traded for a you're gonna laugh it's a pokemon card okay right worth half a million dollars dude you know you have been talking about this whole trading card thing for a year and you know so when these numbers get thrown out i am like i'm in no way whatsoever shocked by them i mean just because i don't even know like in my mind i'm like so like who determines that number but it's but this is the you know the buyer well they do and that's it's again it is the market will bear you know i mean when you look at these pieces of art any piece of art you know and you you see how much people are willing to pay for this or that and you know you wonder oh my god it's all but it's like hey man somebody's willing to it makes musicians pissed off because their art is not as expensive as (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, which I mean, that's that's a completely different thing, though, in the sense that as a musician, I think that one of the frustrating things is, you know, can be that you are dealing with a form of art that, although material, you know, although material, it's in a way it's it's not tangible. Uh, unless it's in some sort of a medium, which is no, but it but it is tangible in the fact that it it it's a, it makes people connect. No, I get feel, that. I get. Whatever, but I'm saying you right? can't like, hold it. 
It's not like a painting, right. no, you know, right. or a sculpture where like you can actually hold it up and show it to other people. It's like, you know, as a musician, if, if the only way I can do that is by holding up an LP or a CD or something and be like, hey, look at my thing. And it's like, okay, well, that's not music. That's just a CD. Um, you know, but, and and that's even like you're talking about. Well, I, I think what you're getting at though, is the fact that the music industry, not the industry that fucking sucks part of it, but musicians undervalue their Oh product. yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like if you, if, if you have written me and said, Whenever you guys play song X, it makes me feel right. this way because of Oh well why, I would definitely right? say that. I mean if you're if you're gonna if you if you're gonna compare then, music as you know, as a form of art as compared with say again, a painting or a sculpture or some I mean a Pokemon. Well, but, yeah. I mean, but when is I for me? And I don't know. Maybe I'm insensitive. I don't think I am. But I cannot imagine being brought to tears by a painting. Or I mean, there there are some people that that happens. Like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Well, and maybe that's true. But I'm saying, like, to have to be truly moved emotionally in that way, and that's what you know. And, and, and it's. Again, it's one of those weird things. I've most, said to- most of that, the art and the cards and all, it, a lot of it's status. Right. Like, oh, I have a Banksy. Ooh. Right, exactly. Right. Or, but then it just depends. Like, like uh, there's, there's a Banksy that I may or may not get in my future that it's a welcome mat. Okay. It's, it's a welcome mat, like, you know, that you put out on your porch, yep. right? But this is why it means so much to me and why I want to get it. I'd rather buy it from the the, the people that make it because it's in collaboration with than on the secondary market. But it just seems like the, the prior is like impossible. Right. So, but it's because he decided, hey, I'm going to design this and make one and then give give it over to this lady who takes in refugees in Greece that live in these camps and they make it out of the life vests that they find on the beach. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. They hand make them and it says welcome. Right. That's what the welcome mat says. Cause it's a welcome mat. Right. And then all the money goes to, the refugee camp to give these people jobs and stuff right right? like that's why i want it that's number one number two is because it's banksy but but really that's the number one reason why i want it and then when i look at it and when people ask me about it i can say this oh of course story behind behind it it, of course right and and along with the story behind your uniforms the story right you know how did you get this you know blue angels signed uh you know whatever oh right. there's a story behind it right yeah and to me that's a lot of the secondary but what did i say earlier i said i have all this stuff hanging around the house because i have aspiring musicians and aspiring artists in my house that they look at it every day and like oh yeah like that's cool let me try doing that or sure. whatever yeah 
but the whole NFT thing, man, that's just fucking like that's just nuts. Well, and, and, and you're talking Pokemon, about that kind of money. Like, I mean, that's a crazy thing, man. So I mean, half a million dollar Pokemon, but these guys are walking around a place, and he was. This is what he ended up doing. He traded four cards and gave the dude thirty thousand dollars cash for that half a million dollar Pokemon card. <laughs> because you know you just have thirty thousand dollars cash, right? Around, just but, just hanging around. Um, but when. When you carry around cards that are on average that much, you know, you have that available to you. Or I'll wire, he's like, I'll wire your 30. I wonder what his it, bill at H&R Block looks like. <laughs> meanwhile, right. Well, now that they're going to start hitting people on it. Meanwhile, like a year ago, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to press the button on this fucking card and it costs $189. Right, exactly. Right? Yep. And so I bought it. But right now, I could I could resell it for seven. Oh, yeah. Yep. $100. Well, and that's. I, I mean, mean, I'm not the half a million, but I'm, you know what I mean? Sure. And I have lots of cards like that. Like, oh, like, yeah. Well, and that becomes, you know, that becomes the whole thing is, you know, that becomes the whole thing about, you know, well, what uh you know when you're talking about reselling these things potentially uh i think that all becomes a question of like and i don't know i mean i'm not involved in any of that kind of stuff but i can only imagine that to a certain degree it's got to be like when is the time right yes you know because i i have a card being graded right now and if it comes back a 10 i'm knocking on wood yeah if it comes back at a, a 10 i'm paying my car off yeah yeah <laughs> and and if somebody bought if, if i when if it came back like that and i sold it i would li- i would probably hand deliver it to some because if they're going to pay that much money for it i'm hand delivering that yeah yeah you're <laughs> i do not trust a courier service no no but that's exactly the point though yeah i mean is that you you got to know when the time is right to actually you know make that move because, I mean, these things yeah. obviously appreciate in value, but, I mean, depending on what it is. Right. So, like, I, I went, I, I literally went, like, all in on this basketball player, right? Yeah. And he got hurt last night. Right. Yes. So, yep. uh, probably, uh, you know, he's he's not going to win Rookie of the Year, which would have made his card skyrocket. Because sure. he's done for the year. Yep. So now I have to wait like five, six years before those cards. Uh, what's the word? Uh, what's the word when they when 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 you have investments and in, uh, divest? Right. Yes. Yes. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have to wait now. Well, and that's and that's that's exactly what. I, and and who knows? That could. What What if it never happens? That's right. I mean, there's no. And again, this is part of the gamble. You know is that there is no guarantee. There is no guarantee that any of it is going to be... I mean, I don't know, but I mean, you're talking about a Pokemon card. <laughs> That's $5 million. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a Pokemon, a Pokemon card that probably five years ago, people were like, eh. you know, maybe it was worth something. Some re- yeah. But I mean, now... Well, yeah, you know what, though? Pokemon, don't break your fucking wrist. Huh? 
Like they don't get injured. Pokemon don't get injured. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> so, that's true. So yeah, so so. But then my point is that, but but it goes through phases. Yeah. It goes through phases. I mean, that's like the other day I'm on Facebook and I'm flipping around and I see this ad for an evil Knievel freaking uh, toy. Did you ever have? Did you, yes. you have that thing when you were a kid? I didn't have it. I wanted. I, do, it. I, I think I, I had that thing when I was younger. And I see this thing on on Facebook, and it's like, dude, it's like watching American Pickers. Those dudes go out there; they find that shit all the time. Oh, I know. Like, and my dad's like that, dude. My dad is totally like that stuff. And and you know, like the last time I went home, he was like, "Hey, I'm giving you all these coins, right?" And I was like, "All right." And they're Morgan silver dollars, right? But he was like, I'm going to tell you right now, the price of silver is going to go up. Guess what? Oh, it yeah. Did. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> like, well, that's he already knew. This was a year ago. Yes, this he was knew. this was I mean, this is this kind of conversation that I've had with my buddies, Mike and Robin, because they're the ones we remember. We had this conversation since it's the anniversary edition, uh, the conversation about Bitcoin. And uh, for folks who didn't hear that episode, look back on our Facebook page. You'll find the episode there. Um but you know, they, my buddy Mike, he said the exact same thing probably five years ago. He he was like, "Dude, if you want to make an investment, buy silver." And a lot of it just had to do with projections about a lot of the technology that needs that silver. needs silver out there, and a lot of this technology is you know, it's in high demand, and so therefore. You know, people are paying, you know, top dollar for this stuff. I mean, but and, and and that's precious metals. I mean, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about that stuff. But I mean, it's not as if gold like, you know, I, I mean, I, I guess the big thing is like people talk about like, oh, you need it like this. This guy, I don't know if I ever told you this story. Um, This this buddy of ours. uh met him years ago and his dad lived out in Hawaii and his, and this was right before the whole like Y2K thing. His dad who had loads of money was convinced that when Y2K happened, that like the whole (laughs) world global economy was going to shit the bed. Bless you. Yes. Yes. Everyone. Yes. And so he went out with all of his wealth and he bought precious metals and he proceeded to take these precious metals and bury them around his property because he was, I mean, and he was going full on survivalist mode. You know, the world's going to shut down. I got to be able to protect my shit, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't know how to respond to that. Of course you don't. Um, <laughs> <You're serious. laughs> um, that's our guest for the day. <laughs> our guest for the day was well. Thank you very much, Siri. Um, but I mean, at the end of, at the end of the day, the, the point is, is that, dude, what the hell good is gold and silver going to do you in a world where people are, you know, slash, you know, hooking and jabbing, slashing and stabbing for food? Because obviously, the standard is going to be toilet paper that's exactly my point when the pandemic yes. hits right 
fucking toilet when the, paper. When the rapture happens, people are not going to give a shit about how much gold you have. Yep. And you know what? Hitchhiker's Guide, right? They were right. Always have a towel. Because mm-hmm. you can wipe your ass with the It's true. Like, always have That's your an incredible reference. Paper. I can't believe you just made that. <laughs> like, always have your fucking Yeah, towel. but no, it's no joke, though. You know, I mean, what are people... Uh, it, Ian was actually telling me just... Have you seen Ad Astra? Yes. It's... Yes. What did you think? Um... Yeah, like obviously, right? Like he goes out. I, I don't want. I haven't I don't seen know. the movie, I, I think so you don't has, need to. Oh, okay. I, I, there, there are multiple levels of of philosophies going on. Okay. in that movie. Okay, um, about life. Yeah, about you know, I'll just say that just about life, like mistakes or like saying what you what you mean to say when you need to say right. it. Because um, I mean. What I've heard from folks who have seen this film is that it has a tendency to start off kind of slow. Oh, it's very slow. Yes. And so you're sort of like, okay, 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 let's get on with it, you know, whatever. But what Ian was really saying was that aside from the plot scheme of the film, their depiction of what the world is like in the future is very realistic, potentially. You know, like he's on this airplane or it's a spacecraft or something like that. And there's like a stewardess who's there. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I just used that word. Uh, And she like she he buys a like he buys a bottle of water. And she's like, oh, that'll be one hundred and twenty six dollars. You know, because uh, and again, we were just talking about the one point nine trillion dollars that the government just spent on top of the other trillion and the other trillion, like, uh, yeah, if folks aren't aware, you very quickly here, we are going to find ourselves in a position where we're paying $10 for a loaf of bread. Cause that is just what happens when you infuse that kind of money into the economy. Um, and I'm not an economist, but that's just basics. Uh, but like I say, he was, he was talking about how there's this real depiction in the film of the world in that global conflicts and stuff like that be start to become largely driven by natural resources. You know, that, that these, these global conflicts that are happening are about like, you know, access to fresh water or, you know, areas that they can grow food and that type of thing that it's not about just like, you know, we're, you know, that we have an ancestral, you know, whatever, like you look at what's going on in the, in the, the South China sea. I mean, for the Chinese, what is that about? You know, they feel that somehow they have this like inherent right to that part of the world. And they look at us and they're like, piss off. That's our corner. So then they make their own islands islands, and say, no, this is ours. That was the other thing too. He was telling me about this book. I think it's called 2034. Um, it was very interesting, especially considering what he does for a living in, in, you know, the intelligence world, but, uh, that this book was really about, um, like that there's a global conflict between us and the Chinese years down the road, but this conflict is almost exclusively rooted in cyber warfare. 
Oh, well, that's coming. And the whole idea. All right, it's already here. Well, it is. And that was really what he was saying. He was like, dude, if you look at how we develop assets compared to how the Chinese do this, like they are outpacing us in terms of development of cyber warfare assets in a way that we don't even fully comprehend. You know, like we, we develop, we develop products. And then once they're developed, we're like, Oh, but this isn't very secure. Like we really need to like, you know, attach like this clunky security device to the side of it, you know, so that nobody can hack it. And it's like, dude, that's not how the Chinese roll. Like they take that entire thing as a, as a a whole from the very beginning from development. They're like, okay, we're going to, we want this thing, but it has to have a security facet to it and so they build it that way like we don't do it just because of the way that the department of defense you know develops things um and it's and at the end of the day it's putting us way way behind because what happens like in this book he's talking about how like basically you have like u.s warships that are in the south china sea and the chinese just basically roll up and shut off all of their communications Hacking. yeah yep. they just hack all their stuff they can't get any information in. They can't send any information out. We have no idea where our ships are. And, you know, what are you going to do now? I mean, it, it's it's crazy stuff. But, I mean, that's it's crazy to think that in the future here that warfare is going to take this, is going to, to move to this place that's not on a battlefield. You know, that it is a thing that happens in cyberspace i mean like ian said he's like he, he said to me he's like you want to know when our next 9-11 is our next 9-11 is when some foreign country figures out how to shut all the electricity off in america at the same time what happens that day that day that all was well yeah and they point to texas well it's just you know yeah like, like no no electricity the you know what happens and, it, and it's not even like they just shut it off for good it's like what happens the day that some foreign entity shuts the electricity off for like I won't be able to drive my for car. like ten minutes. The whole country is shut down for ten minutes, and then they turn it back on, and they're like, "We own you. We have control of everything." You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that is a what? scary freaking place, man. <laughs> you know. And what it, what's crazy is the fact that it's here. It's not that far around, you know, it's not like it's around some distant corner. It's like, dude, this is the thing that we're doing now. You know, these are the struggles, that, you know, that we're confronted with. You know what? The other thing that scares me mm. is carnies. Mm-hmm. Small clowns smell like cabbage. <laughs> clowns. So, all right. Uh, memorable moments of the last year. Holy. On the show. God, there's a lot of them. There are. There's tons of them. Um, well, please, please note I said memorable, not your favorite. No, no, that no. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we got a year ago, we got into the, to to doing this podcast. Um, first show was over an hour and a half long because we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, we just talked. We, we, we just did. talked. I think that you know the thing is that this was an idea that you and I had uh, had discussed, and we had had, des- had decided that we were going to do before I even left Virginia Beach. And yep. when I left Virginia Beach, there was no COVID. 
I mean, this was not something that we decided to do as a means of coping with quarantine or isolation or that was not about that at all. I mean, this was something that we had just decided like, Hey, like we're two guys who love to run our sucks. So like, let's do a podcast. Um, Though it, it, it provided an interesting com like commentary. Like I, on the first, the first episode, like I think one of the first questions uh, you had was, have your hands ever been so clean? Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Is it, but, and then we went on this whole tangent about like, are you really counting for 20 seconds? You right. know, well, and, and that's the thing is that by the time we actually started doing the podcast, this was now the thing. The dynamic of the 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 social dynamic was already changing. Um, and I mean, I will say that I mean, when there were those times, and you know, you could find them in in our in the early episodes from this past year in the annals, yeah, in the in the annals. Uh, <laughs> You know, that, I mean, there were times when we were living in the lockdown world and having, you know, having something like this program, uh, I think for, uh, and I can only speak for myself, I mean, at least for me, was a great way, especially having just left the military, because, I mean, this is a big thing. And we've touched on this a number of times throughout the past year. I mean, leaving the military and moving back to the civilian world is hard enough as it is. But when you do it and all of a sudden the world shuts down and you're like, what the fuck, you know, what did, what did I, what did I do here? Um, it was a great way to cope with that. Um, especially having this sort of this connection, you know, reaching back, you know, military sort of connection. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that it's important that, you know, it's important to have, you gotta, this is sort of like a hobby, you know, and it's, it's important to have those things. Cause you can't, it, you can't just have work and, and TV. I mean, that's just, you know, that's no way to, yeah. you know, there's no way to live. Uh, but I will say, I mean, I think that honestly, and I, I touched on it earlier in the show. I mean, I think that one of the greatest things, honestly, one of the most memorable things was, is some of the people that we've had on the show. I mean, honestly, some of the people that we've had on this show, I mean, dude, when we're talking to your buddy there, whose son was, uh, what was it? The freaking, um, oh my God, Jeremy. What was it that that he, his son was one of the like creators of with his buddies when they were in like middle school. Oh, oh no. Uh, Steve Temkin. His son's the creator of yes. Humanity. Dude, like, how crazy <laughs> is that? You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, this dude is like, and he's just talking to us, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, he's like, yeah, so my son, like, he invented this game. I'm like, what? <laughs> how is this dude on our show? You know what I mean? Like, we're these two guys are just, like, talking whatever, and all of a sudden, there's a dude whose son invented this game that everybody knows. Like everybody loves this thing. I mean, dude, I think about uh, I think about your buddy who who uh, has been in the radio business for years, and Doug, dude, Doug, oh my god, and him telling us that story about I was like, what was your most memorable moment working in radio? And he's talking about Cheech and Chong showing up 
to do a segment <laughs> on his show and they start cursing on the air and he can't shut the freaking he can't shut it off fast enough you know what i mean he gets his ass in trouble i'm like dude, we got a dudes on our show who's like had a radio show that cheech and chong on there it's just I'm crazy um so i mean for me those are some of the things that i think are really interesting you know like you know the your your what is it your your nephew whatever that had the the haunted house oh my yeah my nephew yes, in law, nephew is in law. i don't know what that is but you know what i'm saying the dude has a freaking haunted house that he does at his home every year and has like hundreds thousands of people showing up at this thing i'm like how cool is that you know especially in today's day and age where we're, t- where we're dealing with this covid thing and he's like we're doing this like we'll do it and we'll make sure that it's safe but uh you know that's just super neat. I, I think that that stuff is really, really cool. Obviously, we got the catch stuff too. You know, you have freaking danger, danger, danger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that it was cool to find, like, to actually have somebody on. Like, my brother got to guest host for me, which I thought was kind of cool. You know, although all you guys did was sit around. And bust my balls all freaking time <laughs> you know of course but, uh, oh I, well i i like it too he was a text message of destiny and he answered it and he's working out oh my gym. god <laughs> sucking wind and you can hear freaking weights <laughs> where are you, Wait, where are you at right now oh, i'm Clink. in the gym uh Clink. probably not the best time to answer the i know text message like, of it's destiny. Like, no it's, it's cool like, it's cool <sighs> <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> okay. I was really hoping to catch him while he was like on a route or something like that, like driving. Well, I, that's the thing is that I, if you want to catch him driving, he's, you got to get him earlier in the day. Because cause yeah. usually he's done, he gets off the road usually three ish. So that's usually before we start yeah, and the then, show. And then uh, Diane Potts, winner of the mm-hmm. first. The first ever yep. uh, giveaway, yep. and she, she was the closest. And guess how many uh, you knows that you? It was like 144 or something, that? right? 146. 146. <laughs> In one hour's time, which now it's probably more like 10. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know, honest. really. I, I just don't even know. There was a time in the show when I was. I was getting incredibly self-conscious about this because everybody was making this big deal about it. <laughs> and now I feel like I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> but but they've gone away. Yeah. You, you've self-corrected. I, I don't know, I guess. Uh, let's see. Our, I think our first, our first uh, message was Adrian Shields. Oh, my God, yes. His birthday when, was when, just the other day, too. When, when happy birthday, Adrian. Uh, when when we were talking about well, why can't they just throw their bodies for the tackling? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why do they have to tackle? That's scary. Like, like, why do they have to tackle like that? Just throw your body at them, just like sideways. Just... <laughs> sideways. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. No, there there have been some there have been some freaking you know. I, I I do have to say, and I don't think I've ever actually mentioned this before. But for folks who check out the show, uh, I have nothing to do with titling these episodes. <laughs> but these these freaking titles that JB comes up with are fucking hilarious. 
They are hilarious. <laughs> like it's something I literally look forward to because we, like, we we do we record these things, and believe it or not, people, and I'm sure you probably guessed, these shows are almost exclusively just train of thought. This is <laughs> they, they there, are, there's yeah. if there's you no plan. If you listen to more than if you can get first past the first five episodes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it, there's no plan. There's no like. So what are we talking about today? It, that doesn't happen. It's you don't need no, a set list. It's, no this set is list. improv at its best. This is this is winging it. This is literally this is literally like. Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? Go and the show is going. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, tell your exactly. Family, tell, tell your friends, family, tell right? your friends. It's it's just the way it is. <laughs> so we have never have any idea what the hell we're talking about. And I will get to the end of some of these episodes, and I will be like, "What the hell did we even talk about? I don't even remember." <laughs> like it was just this train of thought that we're just. This is like the kind of conversations people have when they're stoned, you know? Yeah, and and, and you know, most of the time it just makes me laugh. Like. I play the flobo, right. <laughs> or, or, and it was something I was thinking while we're having the conversation about the Grammys, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to bring it up, so I'm just gonna make the title. Why do they call it Grammys with a Y, like S, instead of I E S? Is it Grammys or right. Grammys? Yes, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Look at the episodes. I, I have virtually no recollection of what the hell we talked about, and. Like, hey, I, I will, I will tell you, this is, this is the, uh, and this is a musician thing, uh, that the title of this episode is going to be. I, okay. I'd like to dedicate this to my mother, because on the Jocko Pastorius birthday concert, that's the, how the concert opens. It's Jocko really? saying, "I'd like to dedicate this to my mother." Yeah, oh, and then and then they ah, start off playing the chicken. There we go. <laughs> so this is the birthday. There episode, you go. Right? I'm no, like it's like you know, like mother. I said, it's crazy because I literally like when I see you actually publish the episodes, I always like I look at the title and I'm like, oh shit, that's right, we did talk about that. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, so hey, believe me, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck did we talk about? Because. And and I've asked Jimbo this question before too. Is like, do you go no. back and listen to the show? No, it, nope. it's... I, I don't. I don't either. No, it's. I mean, you know it, honestly, it's, it's not for us. It's for you. Uh... That what we're doing right now is for us. We're recording it live, yeah, yeah. not in front of a studio audience. But yes. Right now, no, absolutely. Because I mean, I the, think that the repost I, is for you the, guys. to like, listen back on what we're talking about or how we sound or whatever would be counterproductive in my mind. And it, it, what ser- what purpose does that serve other than to be suddenly be hypercritical and you know what I mean? It, there's no point in that. It's whatever it is, what it is, it is what it. I mean, once we start doing this, I mean, obviously you can go in and edit things and whatever, which we largely don't. Um. But, we, you know, the whole point is, is, and I think that this is ultimately being the anniversary edition here, is to, to give people who are listening to the show an idea that, or, or sort of behind, you know, uh, what do they call it, inside baseball, uh, 
we didn't do this. Like we, our goal, be quiet, Siri. Our, our goal in doing the show was to create something that was essentially just organic. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. we're talking an outlet, about whatever an outlet. and, um, you know, and it's kind of cool again, having guests on the show, people respond to the text message of destiny. You sort of, and, and I'm, you know, yeah, like we're being, you know, being ex- new music you know, being Monday, exposed you know, to new people and, and, you know, different stuff and, and which is awesome. I mean, you know, and again, the, the other thing was that this is an organic thing that's happening. It's a conversation that's happening. Um, but the other thing that we, the, you know, the other thing that we have made, you know, sort of from the very outset before we even did the first episode that we made very clear to each other was that this is not some like politically driven thing. We're not talking about like the news of the day. Like there's, we're not doing that. This is, and, and I've, and I've said this many times on the show when I've talked to folks who have listened to the show, who know me, probably the biggest thing that I hear from them is that listening to this conversation is like listening to, is like sitting in my backyard and having a beer with me. It's that, that's the dynamic of it. It's just a conversation. We're just talking about stuff, but you know, you could listen to any number of internet and radio programs that talk about politics and all of this shit that's going on and whatever. We, we did this whole thing with no, no interest whatsoever in being a part of that whole thing, because you can do that anywhere. You can turn on AM radio and listen to that crap. You know, Um, our idea was that we wanted to be able to do something here that was just like having a conversation at a bar. You know, having a conversation out around the fire pit, that kind of thing. Um, and I, I mean, I hope, I think, like I say, I mean, people that I've talked to who listen to the show, that seems to be what they sort of, the vibe that they get from it, which is very cool because those are the kind of things that I think JB's very much the same. You know, those are the conversations that I love having. As I mean, for my personality and who I am, I love having those conversations around the fire pit or at the bar or whatever, just shooting the shit about whatever um again we talk about it all the time two guys who don't know anything from anything talking about everything (laughs) we're not experts you know but we're just shooting the shit about whatever so no it's 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 pretty amazing honestly that we've been able to do this thing for an entire year so far and uh you know and sort of see see the listenership grow a little bit. We've never taken this super seriously. You know, we're not like, Oh man, we got to like push this thing, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Cause it's not really, yeah. I mean, it's not because it's not about, well, cause we're like you, say, I mean, you said it, dude. I mean, it, because it's not about, <laughs> it, it, the... uh, I would say this. No, it's not about, uh, no. it's not about, this is just, it, it, this is like, when we right. do this, it's about our, like, us having fun doing it, having the conversation, and then hoping hoping that people who listen to it enjoy listening to it. It's just uh... that's why it it surprises us to no end that uh, you know when we when we see that we have another person, you know, we have four hundred and ninety six right. likes on our Facebook page. 
um, that is like, wow, what? 496 people. Well, you were talking like about this? it last week. It's like, imagine a room you know with 496 like, people in it. Like sitting and like listening to you and I shoot the shit. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. You know, cool. Yep. So, um, but yeah, no, so the starting, starting Thursday is, uh, Step into a whole number, uh, a whole another year, whole other year. Yep, whole another year. Yep, yep, another year for our our, our yep. brood uh, <laughs> who in the future are listening to this. Right, right, right. In the in the year twenty thirty four. No, it that's is. not actually twenty thirty four right. is way too close. Like twenty two thirty four. Like oh my yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and we joke around about it a lot. Like, but you know, it's like, great. Right. Th- thanks for the story, Rob, <laughs> about me and right. Brazil yeah, yeah. yelling the p word. They don't understand. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't speak oh, English. Oh man, I, you know what? In twenty two thirty four, I don't even know what what it's gonna be. No, I obviously. Well, we won't be like, here. I, I, I think about the kid. I think about our, <laughs> our 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 kids, grand, great, great, great grandkids, whatever. Listen to this. You know what? Have fun. <laughs> Have fun with it. Because I'll tell you, because right, because this is this shows the least of your problems. <laughs> well, exactly. You never know. Or is it? But yeah, it's in the archives, dude. Forever. We're we're on Apple Music. Yeah. For uh, all right, well, cool. Hey, listen. Yeah. Well, uh, go, no, I was like, yeah, we, no mu- new music Monday, even though mine was uh, Black Keys, uh, Thick Freakness. But, it was a birthday episode, uh, so yeah, we'll pick it up on Thursday. Yeah, this was the birthday episode. Thursday, find some uh, really interesting things. Uh, I've been having some really interesting. Yes. I've been learning a lot about YouTube lately. You know, getting videos up and uh, well, yep. I rec- I actually when's posted the next a, You know what? I'm gonna save it for drop. Thursday because that's YouTube Thursday, so we'll save it. So, uh, hey, for the folks who are out there, hey, thank you there so you much there for tuning go. into the show. I, you know, our first whole year down. It's pretty awesome. It doesn't. It's kind of crazy. Um, but again, doesn't seem for, like a year. You know, for doesn't the, seem like a year for the 496 of you out there. The 496ers, hey, thank you for tuning in, liking the, the show. The 496ers. Um, you know, again, tell your family, tell your friends, tune in on Thursday. We'll have some fun stuff to talk about. And uh, stay safe until then. We'll be seeing you. Later.